Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Astros got their men and Minnesota. Here comes J-Hap. Get ready. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today on January 21st. Heyday. My name is Jimmy. Jake's over here. Producer Bug Bug Dude's in the corner. And Trev is joining us from his studio, the Trevor Plough Studios in Hidden Hills, California. We had some news last night. We didn't know if we were going to be recording today because a lot of news came out yesterday and we did an impromptu episode about that news. George Springer, um, Kirby Yates, Quintana. We covered it. We said, you know, if nothing happens, we're not going to do a show on Thursday and this will be our second show of the week. Things did happen. It looked like an hour after we were done, the Blue Jays we're going to get another guy in Brantley. It was reported to be true. And we're like, damn, I wish we were to recorded two hours later. We could have sandwiched that all into one show. But if that was the case, we would have done a whole conversation that would have been wrong because a couple hours later, turns out the Blue Jays did not get Brantley. He's returning to Houston. He's playing with the Astros. And Jason Castro is also going to the Astros. So what we found out about the waves that MLB produces this offseason, a lot of teams are catching the same swell. They're just like, Yankees are like, this is our day. We're going to ride this into shore. We're done. We're pack up, getting our van, drive home. Blue Jays did it with Yates and Springer. The Astros now have done it with Brantley and Castro. Every, every team's getting their day. This is, we're going to make a couple moves. Today, maybe the Phillies are going to sign Real Muto and a reliever, and that'll be their day. We'll get there when we get there. We also have Hap going to the Twins and some other ancillary notes. So we got a lot of stuff for you. Trev, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I was surprised to get the text that we were going back on air, but uh, you know my work ethic. I'm built different. Jake, can I get the emoji? Built different. I was <laughs> I was ready to come out here at a moment's notice. Uh, but uh, things are good over here in my Normal studio. Standard. It's yet it used to be Magnum Condom Studio. I'm looking for a new uh, partner. Uh, let me know if you want to join in. Maybe I'll have the Game Show Network sponsor my my studio. I mean, yeah, yeah, we like them. I could see that they are currently they have a six day window to become <laughs> allies or enemies. Yeah. Uh, we're currently in it. Hashtag Save Baggage. If you guys don't know JJTV, go check it out. Well, not right now. Actually, we'll get you an update can't. on that. They took down all the can't, videos. Can't. Took down our videos. So we're okay over there. Uh, Trevor, you're right with the work ethic. You showing up for uh, the normal time we record every week. Very impressive by you uh, picking up on that story, Ellie. Work ethic. I love it. Uh, and, yeah, I know uh, Trev Trev wants to go ham on some, some of the big J's because some of the stuff we get yelled at when we jump into the reporting world. Uh, sometimes the big J's act up. Wait, but hold on. None of the big J's actually had it, right? Like, Passon came out right away. His first tweet was... Ken had it. Mark oh. had it. Oh. No, they, can, they, they, they had it. They went out with it. Wow. But Hazel May came out with it first. They followed up and were like, yeah, this is right. I think uh, what Passon did was he put it in a tweet about the lineup. 
that they could have with Brantley in, in Toronto. But, you know, we'll get there. Which I think that was Uncle Jeff's way of not confirming it, leaving himself an out because he probably knew it wasn't done done. That's the passing way. Leave yourself an out. Yeah, man. That's that's the great game. And I know you hate that. but um, So, yeah. Uh, kind of, well, we'll talk about Houston a little bit. Doing well. Hashtag save baggage. If you know anyone at the Game Show Network, reach out. I mean, I'll let everyone know. Any talking baseball fan that doesn't know, the entire company is currently under siege, under sea. We're drowning and getting fired upon by Game Show Network. They claimed 40 of our videos in a one-hour time period, which could possibly result in every single one of our YouTube channels being terminated forever. And if you didn't know, there's a main channel on there. It's basically the crux of our business at the moment. And talking baseball, you know, we've Mm -hmm. done a great job building this community Building it up. The live streams are going great. So, save baggage. Under siege, under sea. I am wearing this sweatshirt yeah. until baggage is saved. It says save baggage. It says save for baggage. Those listening. On it. For those so, are you guys going to keep recording, watching baggage? <laughs> or like, might as well stockpile some up. Well, yeah, we could always release them just on like Patreon or something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Oh, speaking of Patreon, this episode of Talking Baseball is brought wow. to you by Jack Dudar. Alex Muniz, Brendan Miller, Rick Castro, Mike Tyberski. That's a good name. Mm. Michael Tyberski. Jared Cotri, Mika Motes, Mm. Francisco Garcia, Mm. Peyton Munch, Ryan Martin, Salvador Jimenez, Chris Veloria, Adam O'Connor, Jamia. Whoa, interesting. Jamia? J-A-M-I-A. J-A-M-I-A. Jamia? Jamia. Jamia. So maiden name, probably O'Connor. Adam O'Connor, Jamia. Cal Pringle. That's a funny name. Brandon Brown. Mark David Venema. Griffin Katarius. Sam Tedeschi. And Ben Y. Mm-hmm. So thank you, our most recent 2021 patrons thank you very much uh, i think very soon i think we're recording it soon we are re- announcing uh, a complete and utter revamp of our patreon page to give people more and change up the youtube game a little bit and give people a lot more um we actually have an employee that we hired just to take over our patreon because people that want to support us we want to give them all that we can you support we support uh you support us and we support too thanks Bang. Let's get Can into I have an it. observation real quick before we sure. get into the baseball news. Yeah, I love observations. Hoodie Trev. Yeah, I'll take the hoodie up? off after this. Oh, you guys okay. can fuck yourselves to the moon. Yeah, you, you get that little small hoodie on. Today, my people, is the 21st day in the 21st year of the 21st century. That's it, dude. That's what we went hoods up for? Hood off. Okay. Okay. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty spectacular, if you ask me. You remember 10, 11, 12 day? Yeah, sure. Jake's birthday? It's my birthday. That's why I remember it, for no other reason. Is it your birthday? October 11th, huh? Yeah. Me and Gio are showing. I don't know what's, what is that. You have a sign? I, don't know. I, I think you have I'm a sign. I'm a Libra. Right? Mm-hmm. A Libra? Libra. What kind of animal is that? Yeah. Libra. Sure is. 
whatever. I think you're born in the year of the rat. You'd guess that by looking at me. I don't know for sure. I think I'm born in the year of the snake. Like to lean snake. We're born in the same year. So there you go. Okay. And we solved that quickly. Brantley does not go to the Blue Jays. He goes to the Astros. Now, do you think these leaks were just completely accidental? Do you think Brantley's agent told everyone, done deal with the Blue Jays to make the Astros realize it's serious? Do you think, where did the wires get crossed? Trev, I know you're an expert in Big Jays. Mm. What do you think happened? And then we'll talk about the actual game result of you know him being on the Astros and what this all means. To my knowledge, I scouted around a little bit, but it was Hazel May who was a sideline reporter with um, the Blue Jays network. I don't know who they are, but she also used to work in Boston, so people might uh, remember her name. And she put the tweet out and said, um, Brantley to the Jays confirmed. I think she said it was a three-year deal. And it got the internet buzzing because it was right after the George Springer news and we had talked about Brantley probably not having any space there unless they wanted to move somebody. But obviously, any team is better with Michael Brantley. He's a, he's a great hitter. And so everybody kind of piggybacked. All the big J's put it out there. All of them. Sherman, Passon, Ken Rosenthal, Mark Feinsand, who I am in the biggest beef with right now. I have the wow. most problem with him. Um, and then it came out a few hours later that just wasn't true they all had to backpedal and that's when i started my finger wagging mm. and i just i was doing this to my phone for at least 30 minutes and just going going nope bad 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 because the gatekeepers mm. the ones who make the rules in the journalism game broke all the rules and they had to live with the consequences and i just i kind of relished in that yesterday it was a really fun moment for me and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think what's going on is they're – people are trying to get the juice. They saw the Jake Storiali thick boy juice when you broke the news about Kluber, and now people are going to want to step in the game and do it. But the fire's hot, and you can get burned. Yeah. So you're the okay. only – right now. Right now. You're yeah. the only reporter that I trust in all of baseball. Juice. I am so happy when you confirm reports. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – it should get old fairly soon, but – it's a good joke as of right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, Trev, you mentioned piggybacking because the other part that kind of fueled the story was George Springer signed, and the report came out that Brantley was rumored with Toronto, and Springer wanted Brantley. Uh, so, and when that comes out with Hazel May, who does have a lot of, you know, street cred around baseball. She's yeah, been around, been the around g- for a long time. She's been around the game for a little bit now. Uh, yeah, I think there was a enough gasoline to pour it on the fire, and then a few hours later, ta-da, Brantley's going back to Houston, which, I mean, kind of makes sense. He's He's been really good for them. He can go in that DH spot uh, for the next couple years. Because, yeah, it was kind of, we all had that moment yesterday where we looked at Houston and we were like, wait, I mean, Springer, Reddick, and Brantley are all gone. That's a lot of ABs. Uh, so Brantley comes back. Uh, uh, you know, Jordan Alvarez. I, I wonder he's supposed to be coming back at some point. If Brantley can do some innings there, and Jordan can DH, or if Jordan can pick it enough at first, we'll see. But Brantley goes back to Houston. We uh, they had at bats. They're gonna have to fill with with Springer leaving and Reddick. So makes a lot of sense. Does make sense. And also, I think I don't know how true this is, and I I 
hesitate saying it in case it's not true and it just comes off like a hater or whatever because I'm over all Astros nonsense. But do you think it's hard for them to get players that aren't in the organization, Trev? Like the fact that they're hated and they're going to get booed and they do have to deal with this, do you think there's any level of like let's just get the guys that have already been here, already familiar with us since there are external voices and loud noises going around? I don't think so. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I'm I'm putting Texas and Florida into the free agent destination like go list because of the income tax or the lack of income tax there. So I think people still want to play there, especially if you're a hitter. I mean, you couldn't think of a better place to play your home games. 81 games at Minute Maid Park is awesome for your confidence as a hitter. So I maybe two like last year or the year before, like what when things were really popping, yeah. I think things have died down on that front and they've got rid of people they need to get rid of. And they kind of came out and still had success this year. And they proved the, the haters wrong a little bit. They almost made it to the CS. Um, so, or did they make it to the CS? They did. They did. They did. They made it to CS. So I think people are kind of, I mean, if you're a baseball player and they offer you a deal that's better than other people's deals, you're not hesitating to go to, to Houston. I, I think it's a cool city. And like I said, like it's a good division to go as far as, you know, just the cities you get to go to. And I don't think there's any hesitation by players. Okay, cool. That, by that, pitchers, maybe, because it's a band box, but that has nothing to do with the, the banging. Thing. Well, then the Astros, I mean, this is good for them. They got guys that are familiar there, familiar in the clubhouse, and they got a good squad, man. I, I like their rotation uh, potential. It's kind of young and a little unproven without Verlander and Granky getting older. But we loved Framber last year, or Kitty and Javier. Um, in that, in the West, I like it in that division. It's also pretty good. And then, like Jake said, Brantley goes back to the three hole, or four hole, whatever, wherever he's going to go. It's a good move. What were the what were the money on this? What did Brantley get? It was two thirty two, two for thirty two. So yeah, I mean it. That's a pretty big hit. For what sixteen AAV. Nice math pod. Oh, math pod. I mean, that's more than DJ got. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brantley rakes, but it's only two years. I know. It's just fucking get for the Yankees. Stanton in the luxury tax and clogging it up. Just Ooh. interesting how it may how it works out. Brantley's like top five in contact every year. I mean, he's a great hitter to have in the middle of this three true outcome. Um, would have been cool, I know, like, you know, to have a, two of those. Who's the Twins guy? Arias. Arias. Uh, I'd like to see a team with two of, of those them. guys. I want a team with all of them. Brantley is one of those like guys. Like, twins. Sne- like, you know he's good, but you look at his baseball reference page and it's sneaky. You know, he's already a master. Over 30 career war. Um, just like you said, Jim, he's a polished hitter with a high contact rate. He doesn't get fooled. You never see him take a bad swing on a bad pitch. I mean, rarely, rarely does that ever happen. He's very balanced at the plate. He should have already been paid years ago. He signed a, a deal with Cleveland, um, and then that was the year he was. So he signed it in 2013, and the following year, uh, MVP. He was a third in the MVP there and went off. He would have been paid much more. Uh, and, and ever since then, he's just been solid, 
professional. Doctor Smooth is what they call mm. him. Um, but I'm I'm happy for him. He's he's been one of the best hitters in the big leagues for a long time. And they pair him with Castro, go behind the dish, who he got real money too, one year for seven million. Something like that. It's a two years, seven million. It was with, an, with incentives to get it to nine. It was first reported as a one year again, the big J's, Trevor. And then I think they came out and said it's two years, and I don't know if the second year is an option or not. I think it's not. No, it's just two. It's just two years. The thing I'm seeing is that it's that two years, and you can earn up to additional two million in incentives based on time spent behind the plate. So I'm, that means innings caught. Presumably, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think that. That's Otherwise, it's, it's just sitting just behind total, a plate. It's just total at bats, and they're doing a weird phrasing for no reason. Yeah, it gives them Maldonado and Castro. I mean, lefty righty. If you want to just straight up platoon them, I mean, Houston is comfortable with both those guys, and yeah, I don't know. I kind of th- excellent catchers. I kind of think this is where the catching position is going. That not a lot of catchers are built for. Playing 130 anymore that you're going to see teams get two veteran guys that you know one will end up playing 90, one plays 70, and put them in good situations. Probably no catchers can hit. So, and the ones that can get paid, man, they're very valuable. I mean, he had a you know bad year last year. 2019 is like one of his best years. 767 OPS, 232 batting average. Trev, you ever Yeah, but he brings so much more. I understand like, that. That's what that Yeah, he's But that's yeah. what I'm saying. People look at the catching people people need to appreciate catchers that can hit. Cuz oh, there's yeah. like 5 of them. Well, typically, you know, if they can hit, they're not very good defensively. See Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's the catching position is, is so interesting to me because since we've started these advanced statistics and we have TrackMan and we have all these um, websites tracking like um, these different metrics for catchers, like certain guys have become very valuable. And then the other guys who used to be value, valuable aren't valuable at all. Um, but once the once the automated strike zone comes in, it's going to completely flip again. And you're going you're gonna to want a catcher that mashes. So like, you know, this is the time for guys like uh, Jason Castro. He's not a bad hitting catcher, but he's, his value is in his defense and his getting extra strikes. Um, if he wasn't a catcher, so, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a major leaguer. Yeah. Yeah. But he does that very well. So it's just, it's just interesting for me. I, that's I've seen that's not a shot fired like, at Castro. I don't mean to come off that way. A lot of catchers. Yeah. A, yeah. Would not be, a player at any other position. I'm just, I yeah. People just look at the catching position weird sometimes. Yeah, like, to to taste Castro a little bit. I mean, he's 749 career OPS first righties. He's a lefty hitting catcher. So with him and Maldonado as the platoon together, you can you can almost make that one of <laughs> one of the better hitting catcher combos in the league. Which again, I think would surprise a lot of people hearing that. Jake wants catchers to sit on buckets. I think it's coming. It'll be, I mean, that's essentially what it's going to be. We have an automated strike zone. If you're a young kid out there that's a catcher, just throw your defensive practice away. Like, work on throwing runners out, and that's it. 
Like, don't work on pitch framing, nothing, because you're not going to have to do that. Pass yeah. balls is pretty important. That's yeah, you can work on that, but it's not. I'm talking about pitch framing and getting low and getting down on one thing and stealing strikes. You're not going to have to do that. So don't practice that. Yeah, work on blocking the ball and throwing runners out and banging because that's what's going to get you paid, and and going to get you to stay in the league. Crazy how that's going to happen. It's going to happen quick too. Yeah, it's such a it's such a skill right now that, you know, we just saw like they're like revolutionizing the way to frame pitches because they're like, well, this is a flaw. Let's trick the umpire so we can get the low strike. And then that could all go out the window. These catchers right now are being thrown through the ringer. Like (laughs) Garver, um, who else is that? There's a lot uh, of flowers maybe where they've, they've changed their style to go on one knee and to pull that low strike up. They probably didn't do that in the minors. And then if they're young enough, where then five years or six years we go to automated strike zone. Now they're just like, that's out. There's kind of a like a 10 to 15 year crazy window Honestly, for catching. The guys who are going to be screwed are minor league catchers right now and catchers coming up in the draft and stuff because, you know, the guys you just named, MLB moves slow. We're not getting an automated strike zone soon. Like, uh, you know, Mitch Garver oh, I think we are. will still be able to do his thing. How soon would you say, Trev? Within five years. Okay. I mean, you know, the when we're mentioning – a lot of the MLB catchers, it, it, baseball moves fa- fast. So, it's yeah, that's it's funny to me. Like this even happened with the reliever market. Uh, the reliever market just popped out of nowhere. The relievers, I mean, besides guys that had saves, they really didn't get paid. They were an afterthought. But then teams started valuing um, those innings. They the starters started to go less innings because you don't want the third time around. So the reliever market shot up. And if you're part of that group that or that time. Like you got paid as a reliever, but there could be guys two years before you that put up better numbers that didn't get paid. Same thing now. You got these defensive minded catchers; they're the talk of the town. People are paying these guys, but in in a couple of years, they could just be non-existent. Let's all make a pact, pact. to monitor the catching market and skill set. Okay, okay, it's a deal. Give me a little man. chair back there. Tiny, hey, also tiny Jason Castro chair. nickname. Yeah. Stro. Come on. You yeah. There's we had a moose and a moose and now a stro and a stro. We got we gotta work on this, guys. Well stro makes sense though, Castro. Stro. It's accurate. Catcher. Stro Stro's got that one. C. Yeah. Astros. Castro. Yeah. Castro the Astro. Makes sense. Houston still needs a center fielder. Brantley. Jackie Bradley Jr. Trade for Gritchick. They've got tough. Trade McCullers for Gritchick. Done. Tucker play center? Uh, I think he can. Right now they have their outfield as Brantley playing left field with Alvarez DHing, Kyle Tucker, and Miles Straw. Miles Straw? Miles Straw. JBJ seems like a clear fit for them, for sure. JBJ. I like Jim. I like that. Get one of those Blue Jay outfielders. Lance will make him dance. Lance is only one year, and Gritchick has a lot of years left, so don't do it. Well, Gritchick's getting paid, too. Gritchick is getting paid. Yeah. Good call, Jake. $9 million. Well, he's getting $12 million this year, $9 million next year. That's cool. Levels, Vici. R.I.P. R.I.P. Posner. R.I.P. Where were we? I thought he was alive. He is alive. His dad passed away. 
Trev, your twins got in the mix with a, a World Series move yesterday. Jay Happ, my guy for the past couple years. New York Yankees, sex symbol, pumping heaters. What do you what do you have on Jay Happ, Trevor? You know, I know I have bad numbers against him. Okay. That seems like a guy I would rake. Uh, but I've been, you know, checking the baseball reference page out, and he's another guy, kind of sneaky good. Sneaky, consistently pretty good. That's kind of how I would say what I would say about him. I mean, he's been a Yank, so you guys kind of might know him a little bit more. I faced him, I believe, when he was with the Blue Jays. Um, but he's been kind of all over the place. And I think if you're looking to fill up a four or fifth starter spot, you could do a lot worse than J-Hap. So I'm happy for the Twins. I think it's a good deal for him. One year, $8 million, I believe it is. Um, and they need they need, um, they need needed some pitching depth. I, I, I don't think the Twins are done in that department. I, at least I hope they're not, because right now I would put them up with Maeda and, and Barrios, one, two. And then you got Big Mike coming back, another former Yankee. Uh, then Happ and then, and then Dob- Dobnik. So I, I, I think they need another piece. But this is a good depth piece. And even in 2016, six in the Cy Young. Like another guy who's just had a really good career that kind of flies under the radar, Jay Happ. Yeah, so Jay Happ's very interesting story. And Jay can give you some of the numbers. He's uh, as boring as it comes on the mound. Yeah. You're not going to be excited by any pitch. We used to joke on Talking Yanks like, Jay Happ has never made it onto Pitching Ninja. But he has actually a couple times. Um, Yankees fans aren't thrilled. They're happy that he's not coming back, even though he does start 30 games a year and give you the innings you need, which the Yankees kind of need right now because they have a bunch of injury-prone guys. But... He had a really bad 2019, um, so he went back to the the well, and he fixed his rotation, and he said he was going to be more whippy. whippy. He said, I got a lot of more whip in my delivery now, so we were excited about that. Whip it good, whip it real good, J.A. whip. We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and, then, and then in 2020, his first two starts, or first couple starts were, like, awful. Jake and I were really... There was one start. His second start was, like, awful. After that, he was pretty good the rest of the season. He got nice. seven starts with a 2-3-4 ERA. Um, the competition he faced wasn't amazing, but there were some Mets games in there, and they had a really good team OPS. But uh, if you're a Twins fan, he'll keep you in games. He won't terribly excite you. And I think most of all, he, he kind of sucked in the postseason, so... Yankees fans, we you know, we don't really need a, a guy that's going to get you through the regular season. We need a guy that's going to win in the postseason. Twins have a lot of postseason woes already. Uh, I mean, he sucked in the postseason for the Yankees. Like, brutal. So, like, brutal. Like, a lot of bad memories attached to happen in the postseason. So, yeah, that's kind of where my brain goes. A lot of Yankee fans have a bad memory. They traded for him, and he came over, and he was actually really nice. 11 starts, 2-6-9 ERA, 7-0 record. J-Hap had earned his keep in New York, and then the playoffs came. He got shelled. Everyone hated J-Hap. 2019 comes the juice ball season. J-Hap is 60-80% to 80% fastballs. And he's a huge fly ball rate guy. So he, I genuinely do think he was one of the pitchers 
uh, highest affected by the juice ball times Yankee Stadium that that really pumped that ERA. And then yeah, he had a pretty nice bounce back season. And it's really funny. Uh, it, if you asked Yankee fans when you got Jay Happ that he was fifty starts, twenty one and ten with a four one three ERA. I think that shocks Yankee fans initially because a lot of the memories attached to Jay Happ are are bad playoff memories, including the final uh, Davy opener to Jay Happ that that kind of ended their essentially ended their season this year. So I, I think going to the Minnesota Twins, you've got a guy. If we're playing 162 this year, he's gonna take the pill. He's gonna have good days and bad days, uh, like a lot of starters. And the good days don't feel as good because of the pitch ninja thing. Jimmy said when when Jay Happ is good, it's boring. It's a boring watch. It's a lot of infield pop-ups. <laughs> um, it's a lot of, you know, quick fastballs, no wipeout slider or anything like that. So uh, I think from the Twins' standpoint, the only thing that doesn't get us excited is if, you know, if we want to get excited about this Twins team going to the next level, that lineup's going to bang, bring back Nelson Cruz, you know, they still need outs in the playoffs, guys that can wipe out a lineup. And, and Jay Happ, especially at this point in his career, which isn't a shot at him, he's 38 years old. He's not that guy that I think you could give it to in game three of a playoff game and be like, he's going to give us, you know, five lockdown innings. Well, that's where for twins for the Twins, if, um, you know, he's your 4-5 and then you, you don't think about him in the playoffs, cool, good spot to be in. Uh, yeah. But if, if he's got a... And you know what? Maybe the Twins are going against the Yankees, and that's what the Twins need, and then Cap's going to feel spited because his relationship with the Yankees was pretty bad yeah. at the end. Him and Cash kind of took subtle shots at each other in press conferences. Uh, all season, he was pissy with the Yankees, and he kind of – no, he didn't. He didn't have a right to do it. I'm not going to defend him. They they would they pushed his starts back. To the give, one time he kind of went for it was like the worst time to go for it, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. dumb. Yeah. It was really funny. The Mets got COVID, so the weekend series got eliminated – so Cole was on regular rest, so they pushed Cole ahead of Hap because obviously Cole, if he's ready to start, you start him. And Hap got pissy and said that the Yankees were doctoring his playing time for incentive reasons. And Cashman was like, I didn't. Cashman's public response was, I didn't give the Mets COVID, which is a pretty good response by Cashman. It's true. Unless he did. Unless he did, yeah. Anyway, uh, for the Yankees in the playoffs, Hap pitched like, Eight innings, gave up ten runs, and the Yankees lost almost every game he pitched in. Very bad memories. I would say if you wanted to be upset with Hap by about his performance in the playoffs, sure, but don't be mad at him because he was pissed that he got pushed on a start. Like you want your pitchers to want to pitch, so. Uh yeah, but it wasn't like that. He was he was saying that they were doctoring his playing time, and it's like very obvious. So when Cole's healthy, they're gonna pitch Cole in a sixty-game season. And they he was in a bad stretch, I believe. Oh so. yeah, and he walked six guys in like one inning. The pit, the game Just before three, that. You would you'd rather him do that than be like, oh okay, sure, whatever, guys, whatever, whatever we need. You don't want that attitude out of a out of a pitcher, sure, or a player, any player. There's ways to say it without the way he it was bad. Do it one um, of the other times. I actually kind of like him personality wise because he's. Like boring and got a sense of humor. He does some social media stuff with the Yankees team, and it's fun. It's just, I don't know. He's like, sorry, you know me. I'm gonna protect the player. I get it. No, 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 no. I'd like him too. I don't want it to be a bash hap. I'm just, he had really good stress. We defended him a lot. We said he could be good, and and then in the end, it's kind of just like a coin flip. Like, ah, eh, yeah. His last three Septembers, 
Yeah, he's great in September, bad in October. Trev, you're, and you are right on the baseball reference side. Like, dude, check out his page, man. <laughs> Almost 300 career starts, 123 major league wins at the 398 ERA. Like, Jay Happ has had a real nice baseball life. Oh, yeah. he's He's been around. He's been doing it. And, you know, like, that's another reason. Like, you kind of like if a guy has that much experience and time, you give him the benefit of the doubt, he's going to want the ball. It's hot. Over 12 years service time. Good for him, man. I, I do think look, it's good for the Twins. He's going to eat innings. That's what he does. I don't think they're going to rely on him unless he maybe he figures some stuff out so it could change. But um, I don't think he's they're counting on him to be that lockdown starter in the playoffs. I think they're going to have Maeda, Barrios, and they got to get somebody else. Ballparks I mean, are, Mike could be that. Ballparks, but, on average, are bigger in the Central than the East, right? I mean, Fenway, Yankees, and Fenway are all band boxes. Yeah, I mean it could, that could help him out as well, but I, I just Camden, think that's a good Yankees and Fenway, yeah, depth piece that's going to eat innings. That's not going to tax your bullpen. Um, it's a good sign for them. Yes. How much did he get? Half or eight. One for eight. Guys are getting paid a little bit. The money's happening. It's just taking a while to get there. Yeah. Pitchers it's, it's are not, getting paid. It's, it's the middle class is gone. The elites are getting middle theirs. tier, middle tier, middle tier. I see a lot of people will get backlash when middle class is involved because they're all millionaires. Middle tier, yeah. Why would they be mad at that? Because they're the all because because the middle class anything. is like, you know, not a millionaire. Middle, it's just a word to describe. If middle you say class the middle class of the free agents, yeah, like I think the, that's yeah, fine. Whatever. Uh, we have some. He's ba- definitely not middle class. He's made ninety million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So he's not middle class. Yes, I, I think that's the that some people <laughs> respond that way. Uh, all right, we have Real Mudo and, and Bauer rumors. The Dodgers are, are apparently still in on Bauer, and the Braves are circling on JT Real Mudo. Uh, uh, was this a Heyman tweet? Who did no. the Bauer update or who did the Real Mudo update? Because it's the Braves are circling and West Coast teams have interest. That's a whole lot I of nothing. That's what no, I'm talking about with these guy. big J's, dude. What is that? What is that tweet? I, I'd like, like to know. Hey, I'm bored. I want some traction. It was Robert Murray. Who's that? MLB Insider. I mean, literally anybody can go on and be like, the so-and-sos are interested in Bauer. Yeah, you think? I don't understand like how those tweets even like what what does that mean? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. that's a nothing tweet. The Braves are the the full tweet is Braves circling on free agent catcher Romero. That can mean up to a thousand different things. Circling that could mean literally nothing. Yeah, uh, or it could mean everything. Other teams on the West Coast are expressing interest. So I'm not going to discuss that. Tweet, tweet or rumor at all. <laughs> that, and then the Dodgers are still in on Bauer. That tweet is the Phillies and Nats being in on Real Muto and them trying to spark them. Yeah, I'm just not an update. Bauer's Dodgers or Mets for me. And I'm starting to lean Dodgers, man. L.A. platform, Cali kid, and they can sign Bauer and then tell San Diego, like, really cute offseason. I just I, I own the only way the Dodgers can do that is if they go really high for small amount of years. I just don't think Bauer's gonna do that. 
Um, so I like the Mets still. I think the Blue Jays are in play. Um, the Padres, who I picked, I think are out. They just have too many. They signed signed and traded for too many pitchers to I feel like to go after Bauer and give him a real like effort going after him. So I want to say the Mets are kind of got they got to be the favorite right now. Do the Dodgers care about the luxury tax? They yeah they haven't been over it. They're close though. They're like at like two hundred I think. Let's get I, I told over. you I was reading the article earlier. There let's see. Because yeah. I mean Bauer's gonna get twenty million a year right? Minimum or twenty five to thirty depending yeah. on the years. So I mean the Dodgers would be going over if they get him unless they get really creative. Uh, but if he wants a short term, but it would term, be their first year over right. Can you name last year the three teams that were over the tax? Last year? Yes. There's only three teams. It's the Yankees. Yep. It's the Red Sox got under because they celebrated it. Ha! Um, That was funny. Was it the Dodgers? I don't know. The Nationals? Um, Angels. The Yankees, the Astros, and the Cubs. So the Cubs are going to be under it. The Astros are going to be under it. Yankees are trying to get back under it. They're going to be under it. It's. I wish they wouldn't, but they are. So I think the pattern we're seeing is like teams are willing to go over it for one year because the tax on that isn't as egregious as it is for the second and the third year. So you yeah, get to, if, for if one I year remember, you got to get rid of it. If I remember correctly, the first year you're over, you get taxed 10% on the surplus. The second year you're over, you get taxed 20% on the surplus. The third year you're over, you get taxed 50% on the surplus. It's, it's, and the draft it's 20 first year, 30 second year. year, 50 after that. 20, 30, 50? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the third year is when they really, really want to get under, which I think the Yankees are coming up on because, again, you pay 50 cents on the dollar and you lose draft picks and all that stuff. So, but like... The Yankees are going to stay under. The Dodgers, who knows? They were under last year, so they could. But, again, it'd be an interesting contract, like like two for 50. Like what would Bauer sign? Ooh. For Bauer, that if he went to the Dodgers. No. Well, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what they could do. If it's Dodgers? A, yeah, if it's a short-term it, thing. For two years, for to get him to even think about it, I think it would have to be two for 70. But, and go but, from there. But, yeah, I guess it's just interesting. Because if he wants to go to the Dodgers, if the hopefully the Angels are making a real play, but the Angels' play would be like, come for five years and give and you'll be part of our five-year window with Trout and Rendon and all these guys. And the money would probably be like, you know, the final number would be great. If he doesn't want that and he wants to go be on a contender, the contender has a little leverage there. Or actually being in L.A. and not Anaheim. I think it's the Mets at six years, 170, you know, something like that. Like just under 30 AAV, Sign. six years. Sign I think that's up. what it's going to have. That's that's what's going to take, especially if he has multiple teams in on him. Um, But the, the, the two-year short deal is going to have to be Big dollars. Which I would love to see the Mets do that too. Yeah. 
Still think the Angels might be in play. Yes. They, yeah. sh- they should be. They should be. They should not be in. Don't sign Rio Muto. Anaheim, don't do that, please. <laughs> like, that's not what you need. Braves got him circled. The Braves, Braves just signed a catcher. Yeah, they're not. Well, Darn- that Darno's that, been awesome. That tweet means nothing. It's not. It means nothing. I mean, dude, that's really all we got. I mean, what what else did we have on here? The Royals signed Wayne Davis to a minor league deal. Hey, hey, give, he deserves a little bit more respect than that. Let Those him were honest. Series, then a championship. He's disgusting. Trev, I uh, think you perceived our claps I wrong, and that means you, you are the rude, rude one because that was mm-hmm. legit claps. We were, I respect Wade Davis. Who does I saw him in his peak. He led the league bad, in saves. He's a bad man. He led the league in saves two two seasons ago, three seasons ago, whatever it is. He's he's the real deal. I actually faced him when he was a starter, when he wasn't the real deal, and then he was one of those guys. He just went to the pen and it clicked. Just should have never went to Colorado. It's a lesson. Get the bag. It's a lesson for a lot of pitchers. Don't go to Colorado. The ball flies far away. I think Kansas City's trying to become a uh, like a revival spot. They revived Greg Holland last year. They revived for Trevor Rosenthal last I, year. I think they just want to give their fans a product. So they're they're doing these deals and they're like, let's just you know give them some people to get attached to and have some fun. Go to the ballpark, well, all that. Uh, no, I'm saying in in a kind of serious note, like we're talking about the Rays and what. You know, if you're a pitcher, you want to go there and get whatever they're doing. Like last year, the Royals revived Greg Holland and Trevor Rosenthal's careers. I, I, if they I'm can agreeing. do that with Wade Davis yeah, this yeah. year, like then you become, if you're a reliever who gets knocked around for a year. And I'm saying I think they, they're they fine with being the revival spot because they give their fans something nice to see. Something. 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 Oh, Dude, this guy, I'm looking at this guy's stats, man. Can you look at them? In Kansas City in 2014, put up a 1. 2015, a .94, followed up mm-hmm. with a 1.87, 2.3, 3-time All-Star. I mean, Cy Young 8, Cy Young 6. He was even an MVP candidate in 2015. This guy, I mean, he found it, man. And then, like you said, Jim, led the league in saves 2018 in Colorado with 43. But he was the setup guy, you know. He he in Kansas City. Who was it? it? Was Herrera, him, and Greg Holland, and it was at that time you just had no chance. He had no chance. Done. Wade Davis. He, they, that's the team they revolutionized the way teams used bullpens or thought about bullpens. Luke Hochevar. Akava. If the Blue Jays really were trying to get Brantley, is it a little bit just funny that? They got Springer, and everyone was like, not second place anymore. Mm. We're not the runner-up anymore. And then, like, within 12 hours, they become the runner-up again. But yeah. they did get Springer, so no one really cares. But yeah. it's kind of a funny dynamic, I guess. BBD laughed about it. BBD laughed. Yeah. You just wonder, did they actually tell Springer that Brantley might be coming to town? And, you know, Yankees' little fear factor, if they were willing to go get Brantley, it looks like the Blue Jays got more moves coming. So... Let's see him. Or more second places coming. Now did the Blue Jays go sign Bauer? I just can't see him doing it. They would have to overpay out their butt. 
Like he said, he wants to go somewhere where the location helps what he's doing off the field. It does help what he's doing. You get, I mean, look at all the guys' socials who are playing the Blue Jays. They are all crazy numbers because they get all of Canada. It's true, but all of them that play there get big time followers. Like I, I could see it working out that way. And like New York and Canada, taxes they're like the same. So we don't have to worry about that. Travel sucks. There's no doubt about that. But you flash that kind of dough, all of a sudden the travel doesn't suck so much. What's that? Maybe, what's that sad about? What's know. that sad about Canada? Ninety percent of the population lives in the ten percent most southern, something like that. And then that picture of the map, and they draw a line. It's like 90% of the population lives below this. Yeah. Take that, Yukon. Viral tweet every six months. Mm. Book it. A lot of horses got killed on the Yukon. I like when they refer to Canada as America's hat. That's rude. That's Americanist. No. Canadaist. I think it's an insult when people say that. I think hats are like. Awesome. So I'm if a someone big called us Mexico's hat, I'd be like, yeah. Hats can make you look good. You love a good hat. Yeah, big yeah. hat guy. I actually have a new one coming. Excited about it. 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the U.S. border. Bang. Just storming. Storming Norman. All right, that's the show, guys. Jake, any of your last parting words of wisdom? Save baggage. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. I gotta wear the sweatshirt. Save our company, please. Save baggage. Save our city. We built this city on watching baggage. It's a show. I'm trying to play the outro music, but my computer's got the spinning wheel of death, so it's not mm. going. But it might go now because it stopped spinning. Mm.